the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Edmonton joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast and shock and awe. Uh, that's exactly what uh, washed over my face, Lundy, as I was digging through some of the legal sports books out there to see what the repercussions were from Quentin Nelson uh, being put under the knife out for five to 12 weeks. Identical timeline as one Carson Wentz also out five to 12 weeks with a very eerily similar foot injury. So the wheels are coming off a little bit for this Colts team. There's a chance, though it might be as good as me winning the lottery today, that both men could be back in uniform in time for the Colts opener in the regular season uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. But that's probably a stretch. So, you know, pouring over all the legal sports books that are out there, I stumbled across FanDuel this morning and I saw that right now the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC South just minus 130. And my eyes nearly popped out of my sockets when I saw that. I could not believe it's just minus 130. It hasn't already been juiced up to like, I don't know, minus 200, minus 210, minus 250 as a result. And you look at the Tennessee Titans this season, even if the Colts get back and healthy in time, to make a run, and the, and the Colts have a murderer's row to begin the regular season. So, you know, that could be a tough row for them to hoe, you know, even if Wentz and Nelson are on the field week one. But you look at the Tennessee Titans, the seventh easiest projected schedule, according to Mike Clay at ESPN, and they open up, listen to this, with Arizona at Seattle, the wounded Colts, against the Jets on the road at Jacksonville. So, you know, outside that Seattle game, and Arizona will give them a run for their money, there's a really good shot this team could start off this season 4-1. and one. Minus 130! Let's make it rain! Oh, I got – I'm going to make – Brad, I'm going to pick your eyeballs up off the ground. I'm going to hand them back to you so that they can pop out again. Right now at DraftKings, right now at DraftKings, it's minus 120. Well, excuse me? Really? You can get even better odds there. Oh, and maybe uh, somebody uh, resembling yours truly actually took Tennessee to win the division at plus 115 three wow. weeks ago. Wow. So, yeah, I'm all over the Titans. I felt like the Colts were uh, not going to live up to uh, advertised. I've told you that uh, I do have my concerns about them, and that was previous to all these injuries that they're dealing with. So if you jumped on it early, congratulations. If you haven't jumped on it brad's exactly right easy as pie schedule to get things started uh and you can jump in and get them and as brad said FanDuel at minus 130 DraftKings at minus 120 if you want to save yourself a little bit of juice oh tasty bet to be made there yeah and they added some dude named julio jones in this offseason matchup with aj brown who's been unstoppable so far in training camp to go along with the heart and soul the man that pumps the pistons and derrick henry and ryan Tannehill. a lot of continuity Across the board for this team, uh, there should have a top 10 offensive line, and the defense is moving in the right direction. When you have Jacksonville 
and Houston on the docket a combined four times. That's an automatic four W's right there. And again, it could be almost automatic that they beat Indianapolis at least once and possibly twice, pending when Nelson and Wentz can get back on the field. So, Titanic wager. I'm making it, baby. On Tennessee, DraftKings at minus 120. Still a steal of a deal. FanDuel at minus 130. With that, let's get to it on this hump day edition with the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's go ahead and head out west to the city of Angels, the city of Starlets, and one that could be rising, Cindy, right now from the horizon line. That is Daryl Henderson, uh, who is filling the enormous shoes of the injured Cam Akers. Poor one out for him. Done for the year with the Achilles injury. And we had a listener uh, submit a name saying, hey, Evans, Lundy, uh, I need some spicy hot takes on the podcast here on Wednesday on one Daryl Henderson, and uh, there were a number of people that threw this name out there, so I'm not going to give everybody a shout-out, but I will give our listeners a shout-out at the end who submitted a vote and a comment because Daryl Henderson is the subject of today's Twitter poll. 925.5 rush yards is a line, minus 110, available at DraftKings Sportsbook. And I'm taking the under here. Jordan Rodriguez, the athletic, who covers the Rammies, reported yesterday that it could be a loose committee of sorts. Now, Henderson is expected uh, to get the lion's share of the touches, but what does that mean exactly? Yeah, the Rams only threw it 55.7% of the time last season. That was number 26 in the NFL, but they had Jared awful. At the controls and not Matthew Stafford, who, by the way, is all good. Don't worry about the swollen thumb. He's already twirling spirals back in training camp practice. But you look at Henderson. um, Yeah, they're going to run, you know, probably a little bit more uh, this season. uh, But I think they're going to pass considerably more than what they did last year. Again, at number 26 in that pass rate ranking. And Henderson's just kind of may. Talent-wise, RB39 in act per attempt, 2.70, 15.9% of missed tackle rate. And again, following Jordan Rodriguez reporting, uh, you know, Xavier Jones, Jake Funk uh, could be factors in this backfield, depending what they do with the preseason. And they look at some of the prognosticators out there. Mike Clay has got him under this number. Jeff Rackless got him at 887. And fantasy football today, a very conservative 719. So are you with me? Daryl Henderson under 925.5 rush yards, and you never know, they could add a veteran come uh, cut time, Lundy, fade or follow. Oh, Parliament, baby. Give up the funk. We want the <laughs> funk, Brad. Uh, hey, uh, actually, Xavier Jones, great handcuff to go grab, by the yeah. way. You can get him for a steal in a lot of drafts, especially best ball right now. Uh, I'm going to follow you on the under. I think he's going to – I know you talked about some of the advanced analytics, the yak, the, the things I have to, like that, but I, I still think there's going to be some volume there for him, barring uh, that veteran type of signing. But it's because of that potential of a vet coming in – um, that to me puts this number uh, below 925. I think there's so many factors that could happen between now and, you know, even after a couple of weeks in the season, who knows? Um, there's just so many things that could happen that this just feels too big of a number for me. I think he settles in around maybe 850, 875. I do think he's going to wind up with the majority of the yards uh, for this team. But I think whether it's that they try to mix in uh, Xavier, whether they're trying to bring all the funk, uh, or whoever it is that they do. I just feel like this is way too aggressive of a number. Good guy to be able to grab with Cam Akers on the shelf, uh, but I don't think he's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher, and I don't even think he's going to hit 900. Got to have that funk fade. 
Daryl Henderson. Number four. All right, moving on. Let's go to Detroit uh, and the Honolulu Blues. I do like the color scheme of the Lions. About the only positive spin I could put on this squad right now. Or maybe this next guy. Uh, and that was the subject matter offered up by at Sean underscore Murphy 118 on Twitter. He said, yo, I need a hot take on TJ Hawkinson. Formerly the Iowa Hawkeyes, and of course now a member of this Lions team. So pulling up his receptions prop at DraftKings, I'm taking the over at 77.5 at minus 115. And look at what he did last year on 101 targets, 67 receptions for 723 yards and six touchdowns. Yes, going from the aforementioned Matthew Stafford to Jerry Goff is a significant step down, maybe a quantum leap moving in the backwards direction at Lundy. And Hawkinson's got to clean up the concentration issues. He had 11 drops last season, just a 66.3 catch rate, but still 4.75 yak per reception. Impressive in that category. Low A dot, but that actually ties in nicely with Jerry Goff who usually, if he does excel, he only excels in play-action situations. So uh, in the short field, working, you know, under the 20-yard limit and, you know, knowing, too, that, you know, he's only got a number 85 Madden rating and TJ Hawkinson's like, yo, uh, that's insulting to me. Bold and board material there with the increase in target share, with the negative game scripts, and knowing, too, again, that golf likes to operate primarily in the short field, I think it could be an 85-90 catch year if you could guarantee me 17 games. So, again, give me the over. T.J. Hawkinson, 77.5 catches, minus 115 at DraftKings. Fader, follow. Oh, man, I think this is a good number, and it's because of what you just said. Oh, yes. Uh, can you guarantee me 17 games? Can you also not guarantee me a dozen drops? That's my other concern. We know the dropsies uh, are as bad as it gets for a NFL wide receiver. So um, I'm going to take the over, Brad, but maybe not quite with as much authority as you do. I just think there's going to be too many opportunities for him to wind up standing on the sideline with like an earpiece and a clipboard and not really participating. That has me a little bit concerned. If he can be out there for all 17, yes, I think he'll smash this number. But I'm a little nervous that the injury imp could creep up and Mm. bite him from behind. Uh, expect Hawkinson, though, to be a target's hog. Oink, oink. Number three. All right, moving on to South Beach. And a man that I feel is being disrespected, a Rodney Dangerfield all-star. That is Devontae Parker. And if you've been involved in some best ball fantasy drafts or you've already had an early season-long exercise uh, he's been the third Miami wide receiver off the board in average drafts with Will Fuller going ahead of him, with Jalen Waddle going ahead of him, and I don't get it. Um, and as a result of me you know, scratching my head and trying to put my thinking cap on and really dissecting why, uh, I found this value on Devontae Parker. Now, it's juiced up on the over, but I'm willing to pay it at minus 150. But four and a half touchdowns? Pull this one from DraftKings. That is puzzling, to say the least. And shout-out to at Warriors 507 for suggesting the Parker name. You know, you look what he did two years ago in his breakout campaign with Miami. Uh, in 2019, 128 targets, 72 receptions, 1,202 yards, and nine TDs. Yes, that is the only time in six seasons he has reached five or more touchdowns in a singular campaign. But he was number 18 
in red zone targets last year despite fighting through soft tissue issues. He was also number 18 among all eligible wide receivers and catchable con- or contested catch rate as well. He's still only 28 years old, and Tua, I think, is going to take a major step forward in overall maturation. So I think people are sleeping way too hard on Devontae Parker, particularly at this four-and-a-half touchdown line. That's why I'm breaking out the sledgehammer on the over on this. Again, minus 150 available at DraftKings. Fade or follow? Uh, I want to remind everyone there is medication if you have soft tissue issues. Um, <laughs> the uh, this no, I feel like Captain Hook's going to play into this one, Brad, but I'm going to really? follow you on it. Yeah, I think he's going to be right at five. Right. Uh, I, I'm not quite uh, the believer that you are that two is going to make this giant leap forward. I still think that he is a guy that's going to wind up finishing the season around 21, maybe 22 passing touchdowns. Um, and I just think those are going to get spread all over the place. So I, I'm going to follow but i'm not there is no sledgehammer i've got like one of those little fisher price plastic ones uh that we had back in the day i'm just kind of like tap 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 that's about it i'm not uh i'm not whacking the uh i'm not whacking this number over the head i think he gets past it just barely with the hook but i think uh i I think you're i think you're a little uh, infatuated with mr parker Uh, i just like uh cheap options uh because i'm slow (laughs) again uh as i've already defined that by the way i think a soft sledgehammer from this point forward which is called a rubber mallet play that seems appropriate to me i like that i'm good with that yeah break out the rubber mallet there lunday have some huevos have some confidence Stick around for my top plays in Major League Baseball, plus a two-leg parlay in bonus time. Number two. All right, Lundy, let's crack one out of the ballpark here. Uh, recapping yesterday, bonus time has not been kind to me. Uh, I missed both of my uh, predictions there. Xander Bogarts uh, did not hit the over on one and a half total bases. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi did not uh, hit the over on five and a half Ks uh, with a Milwaukee Pairing there on that two-layer it failed, but Kenta Meda over five and a half Ks and Hein Jin Ryu over five and a half Ks, a plus odds. Also cash for me. So we've been hot so far in featured wagers here in Major League Baseball, but not so much uh, with the extra action. So let's go to your neck of the woods and talk about one John Gray of the Colorado Rockies taking on my Chicago Cubs. I don't know who the hell they have in uniform. I saw yesterday with some dude named Frank Schwindel. And I was like, is uh, is he a bike maker? Is he like some confectionery available in your grocer's freezer? Like that, you know, Schwindle? Like who the hell is this guy? After the Cubs have gutted their team, of course, trading out Baez and Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, and they're raking in their new locales. But John Gray's been raking up the stats in a positive way inside Coors Field this season. That's why I'm taking the under. On two and a half earned runs against my Cubbies, minus 110 available at Bet MGM. Gray this season at home. Pretty masterful considering it's Coors Field. 3.14 home ERA. He's given up two earned runs or fewer in six of his last seven starts. And the Cubs this season, well, yeah, they've struggled mightily on the road with just a 656 OPS. Yikes. So I think John Gray uh, will lead you to some greenbacks today. Give me that under two and a half earned runs against the Cubbies, minus 110. Again, available to Ben MGM. Fade or follow. Uh, Frank Schwindle is a uh, is one of the uh, villains in a Disney film. Um, <laughs> Could be. Yes, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna follow big time on this one. This I will sledgehammer. If you look at Brad, he's got ten. Talking about John Gray here, he's got ten starts this season at Coors Field. Ten. He's only gone over this number twice at home. 
Uh, he did it once against Oakland. He actually gave up five. It was a bad outing for him. He only lasted about two and a third. And against Arizona, he actually gave up three. But other than that, the other eight starts he's got at home have all been two earned runs or fewer that he has given up. He just pitches really well at home. I am shocked that Rockies management did not try to move him at the trade deadline uh, because I think he would have made uh, a, a, as a part of a trade deadline package would have helped them get some prospects in, but he's stuck in the purple pinstripes for a little bit longer. And with that in mind, I think he handles the Cubs rather easily tonight at Coors Field. Great days in Colorado will be far from gloomy tonight. Number one. All right, moving on. My top play in Major League Baseball. How about the Atlanta Braves going to the loo to battle the Cardinals? I'm going to go with the over here on four and a half runs. Minus 120 available at DraftKings. Last night, the Braves beat up on one of the new acquisitions of the St. Louis team. That was lefty John Lester, who's cooked. Tonight, they get another cooked lefty, J.A. Happ, who they also acquired at the trade deadline from Minnesota. And last time we saw Happ take the bump, uh, it was a 6.77 ERA in total over 19 starts for the Twinkies. Uh, He was badgered by the home run ball. 1.92 home runs per nine allowed in those 19 starts. And seven times this season, Lundy, seven times times he's given up five or more earned runs in a turn so you know the only may not even have to get to the bullpen uh which has been pretty shaky for the cardinals anyway this season for atlanta to cruise past this four and a half over line uh atlanta this season at 734 ops against southpaws 762 ops since the all-star break though they have gone over this number just two times and five bouts against St. Louis this season. So fade or follow the Bravos breaking out the bats and hammering the over on the four-and-a-half run total in St. Louis, minus 120, available on DraftKings. Yeah, no clue as to why the Cardinals traded for Hap. No clue. Or Lester. Like, why? Yeah, can't figure that one out as uh, at all. Uh, another one, back-to-back here on the Fade 5 that I am going to whack hard with the sledgehammer here, dude. Uh, <laughs> I, I love this number. I also love the over on the total, which is set at 9 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this game between the Braves and Cardinals, I will take the over uh, because I think Atlanta may account for six or seven of them by, by themselves. Yeah. Uh, I think the bats are going to stay hot. So, uh, yeah, look for Gray to keep the runs down, but look for the Braves to uh, obliterate this number yeah no rubber mallets uh, need apply here with these major league baseball picks Lenny. let's get the <laughs> bonus time what else you got on your betting card tonight well, I already gave you one of the bonuses, which is that I like the over in the Braves-Cardinals game uh, standalone by itself, or if there's something else you like, pair that one up. I like some of the early games, but obviously with the pod, we try to focus in on the evening for everybody. Mm-hmm. Here's a three-legger for you. Let's go west. How about Colorado on the money line? Speaking of John Gray, put San Francisco on the money line and the Dodgers on the money line. Uh, yeah, got burned by a couple of those last night. Not going to let it happen again tonight. Put them all back together. Rockies, Giants, Dodgers, money line plus 265 for those three. And how about Dom Smith of the Mets, Brad? Oh. Let's go to a DraftKings odds boost for tonight. He's got hits in six straight. Mm. They have him boosted tonight to have two or more hits. So basically Ooh. plus one and a half hits. 
um, at plus 275. And I think he's on a little bit of a roll here. The Mets taking on uh, the fish down in South Beach. And I think he continues, and I think he gets the two hits. So I'm going to take that odds boost from DK at a plus 275. Ooh, that's titillating, Lundy. You dirty, naughty boy. I like that one quite a bit. All right, I got a two-legger here. Let's go back to John Gray, shall we? Give me the over on five and a half Ks against my Cubs, and I'm going to slap that together with the Southsiders of Chicago, the White Sox to win, plus 127, available at DraftKings. Uh, you look at Gray's been over this five and a half K line in four of his last seven games, six of ten turns of the rotation at home. Cubs will the pack in terms of K rate over the last 30 days, but look again what they're trotting out. Uh, they're on the diamond. Uh, the White Sox, meanwhile, 38 and 18 at home. Lucas Giolito taking the ball, and they are eight and six against Kansas City, who they're going toe to toe with tonight. So I like that two legger quite a bit. And how about Austin Riley? Let's correlate, correlate, bring it all together. Uh, the Atlanta Braves again. I like the over on four and a half runs. I think he knocks in one of those runs tonight against J.A. Happ and the Cardinals, plus 150 for an RBI for Mr. Riley at DraftKings. He's got 13 ribbies. And his last seven games and has hit safely and 11 of his last 12. Scorching here down the home stretch. All right, before we get out of here, poll results. What side are you on regarding Daryl Henderson's rush yards prop? Again, available at DraftKings at 925.5 rush yards. 313 votes cast. And the under is the winner at 66.8%. Siding with you and I, 33.2% on the over. Mike Jones added uh, a comment saying, if you guys like Drake, Rojo, Melvin Gordon, uh, they could get over 925 in 2020. Surely Henderson can do it this season, especially with the presumption he's the man. He would have had 925 last year if there was no acres. So he is fading our perspective on Daryl Henderson. And we out on this edition of the Fade That Always podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly? Really helps us out. And as always, until next time, Fade or Follow. That is up to you. Fade the Noise.